Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. They landed on the moon over 50 years ago on July 20th, 1969. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin broke made history. They landed on the moon. And over the crackle of the radio, history was made with those famous words we likely could almost all say together and recite by Neil Armstrong. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yes, history was made. It was a first, a human on the moon, but it was not the only first. You see, a little bit later, still on the moon, Buzz Aldrin would pull out a plastic packet and pull from that some bread and a small silver chalice, a cup. And he would pour wine into that cup. And before partaking of the very first, the very first holy sacrament on a heavenly body, Buzz Aldrin turned to the words of scripture in the passage we're just about to read. And he read these words, Jesus, as Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me. Whoever abides in me will bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So I invite you this morning to hear these heavenly words from John chapter 15. Turn with me in your Bibles if you have them this morning. John chapter 15, we're reading verses 1 through 11. Jesus goes on to say, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make, to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And so abide in that love. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. Let's pray. Holy God, we give thanks this morning that your joy is here. Your spirit of joy is here. Help us to experience that joy complete by dwelling in these words of Jesus, by receiving this love that he would have us share one with another, one with the world as one in the body of Christ. Oh God, have these words stir within us. Remake us, recreate us, redirect us, redeploy us so that love would be our guide and love would be our end. 
that the world might be made new in the power of Christ's love. Now, God, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, you who are our rock and redeemer. Amen. A little over 50 years ago, the words of John 15 were spoken from the moon. A few weeks ago, in fact, 50 years to the day they were spoken on the moon, a few weeks ago, I heard those words spoken in Des Moines, Iowa, in an arena full of thousands of disciples. It was the Christian Church Disciples of Christ General Assembly, where clergy and lay people, where ministry leaders, regional and denominational ministry leaders, ecumenical partners, institutional partners, all gather together every two years. This year in July in Des Moines, Iowa, gather together to, to worship for workshops and education and to do the, the business of the church. Indeed, uh, one item of business I want to celebrate with you is that in two years, in July 2021, the General Assembly is coming to the Commonwealth. Louisville, Kentucky will host the disciples from the U.S. and Canada and our ecumenical partners abroad and in Louisville, Kentucky. I heard, I did hear the words of John 15 yet again, and they were spoken not just because, though this was special, not just because the General Assembly started 50 years to the day of those words being shared on the moon, but they were more than just an interesting set of anniversary words. They became the theme of the General Assembly. Jesus and his words, abide in me. Abide in me. Abide in me. This morning, I want, to, I want you to say that word with me. We're going to say the word abide. We're going to practice saying it out loud. Say it all together. Here we go on three. We're going to say abide. One, two, three. Abide. <clears throat> now I'm going to do that super awkward thing that preachers do from time to time. Turn to your neighbor on both sides and tell them abide. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that you may have just said the word abide more times in the last 15 seconds than you have in your entire life. I mean, abide is just not a word we regularly use, is it? I mean, I, tr I tried it to see if my son had any sense of what it meant. I tried it this week. I said, hey, Liam, um, abide on your seat. And he got up and left and looked at me very puzzled. Abide? What does abide mean? Now, I must carve out a caveat. There are some people for whom abide is a regular part of their vocabulary. Those big Lebowski fans out there who from time to say, time say, the dude abides. But what does that mean? Abide. Abide. Jesus says, abide in me over and over and over again. He says, I abide in my father's love. I abide in the father and I abide, abide in me. What does abide mean? Well, at the general assembly, thankfully, our general minister and president, Terry Horde Owens, she shared her understanding of abide. She had looked up the word and said, abide means to remain to remain, to endure, to persevere, to continue on, to await. It means to remain, but not just remain. It means remain with expectation. Remain with expectation. And I felt like that was good news because I am great at remaining. I can remain all day long. I can remain in my PJs. 
I can remain on my easy chair. I can remain thanks to the binge-worthy phenomena of the internet in my Netflix queue. I mean, I can remain thanks to Lane Assist technology. I can remain in my lane. I can remain in my favorite socks with my favorite team. I can remain in my favorite item on the menu. I am good at remaining. Any other remainers in the house this morning? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I know how to remain and I'm, I'm good at remaining in remaining in my ways in my routines, in the same way of doing things. I'm good in remaining in my ideas. I'm good in remaining the way I know how to remain and staying put where I am. And so when Jesus says, remain, I abide. I got it, Jesus. Check. Pretty easy, right, church? Remain. Remain with expectation. Well, the truth is I'm good. At, <clears throat> I'm pretty good at expectations too. <laughs> I've got them for you. I've got them for me. I've got them for my kids. I've got them for my marriage. I've got them for our community. I've got them for the church. I've, I've got lots of expectations. And my spiritual director tells me that expectations are resentments waiting to happen. But the great physician this morning, the great physician this morning says abide. And that means expectations are okay, right? Sorry, spiritual director. The great physician said it so. And so when my, when my son or daughter, perhaps this afternoon says, daddy, come here. I'm just going to turn to the words of Jesus and say, I'm good where I am. I'm just abiding. It's biblical. <laughs> abide, abide, remain with expectation. Keep doing what we've always done and get exactly what we want. I'm in. Are you? Perhaps that's not what Jesus meant. Perhaps that's not what it means to abide. Perhaps that's not what it means to remain with expectation. This passage of scripture that we read is from what's called the farewell discourse in John's gospel. It's chapters 14 through 17. It's right on the, it's right after Jesus has met with his disciples in the upper room where he's broken bread, symbolic of his coming death and resurrection. It's on the eve of his arrest and his trial and his crucifixion. Jesus has washed the feet of the disciples. He's given them a commandment. He said, a new command I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, love one another. And then throughout the farewell discourse, these last words of Jesus before he's arrested and tried and crucified, he shares with his disciples this theme again and again and again, because it's really hard to get. And we need the reminder, just like the disciples did. Jesus says, love, love one another. The world will know you are my disciples by your love. Did I mention love? Love the world, love each other. Love. Again and again and again, Jesus hits on this theme. And then in this passage of scripture, Jesus gives us this beautiful image. Jesus is good about speaking in the images, in the experiences of the people of the day. His parables and indeed this image of the vine grower and the vine and the branches is something common to the people who are listening to him. Is something common to us, well, common to those who first read his words in the, when the Bible, when, when John's gospel was read in the community of faith. It made sense. And Jesus hits this theme again. Abide in my love. 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 Perhaps remain is not about staying where we are, but about going where Jesus goes when Jesus loves. 
perhaps remaining is about staying where we are, but about going with Jesus. Remain, abide in me, Jesus says. Go where I go with my love. And with a sense of expectation, not with expectations with an S. We're good at adding expectations. Maybe my spiritual director is right. Expectations aren't the most helpful thing in the world. They set us up for disappointment and resentment. But perhaps with a spirit of expectation, that even though we don't know the outcome of love, we can trust that it is still, it is still the power of God to transform the world. Remain with me. Go where I go in the power of my love and expect that the world will be different. Expect that the world will be changed. Expect that the world will know you are my disciples by your love, by the fruit that you will bear. Stay connected to me and bear the fruit of love. Keep my commandments. Remember the commandment I gave you? Love one another. Did I mention love? And love? And love. Abide in me. Jesus is the source, the energy of all life and love. Stay connected to me, he says, and live that love out in the world. There was a different spirit at the General Assembly this year. The last few General Assemblies that we've had, there's been this undercurrent, this undertone of um, concern, anxiety, fear about the future of the church. This decline and descent that many institution, institutions are experiencing, especially the mainline church, especially churches all across the theological spectrum. There was this undercurrent, but, but that kind of dissipated this year. There was a different energy, a different spirit. I, there were people coming out of workshops just alive and alert. There were people coming out of worship just alive and alert. There was this sense of, we don't know what the future is going to be like. But we know that if we stick with Jesus and his love, we can expect the world will be changed. That God will make a way out of no way. Perhaps that's what Jesus was getting at on the eve of his crucifixion when Jesus was about to change the very meaning. That God was about to change the very meaning through Jesus' death on the cross of what love looks like and what love means and what love can do. I suspect the disciples, no matter how many times they heard Jesus talk about his death and crucifixion, still couldn't imagine, still couldn't have had an expectation about what was going to transpire in Jerusalem. But God has a way. God has a way of doing a new thing in us and among us. I walked away from General Assembly with my spirits lifted, trusting that whatever becomes of the church, if the church abides in Christ, if the church loves as Jesus loves, if the church loves who Jesus loved, if the church is willing to go in the love and power of Christ, then the world will be changed. Then our communities will be made new. Then lives will be renewed and healed. And the saving power of God will become visible in the world. Walked away from General Assembly thinking, abide in me. You know, I'm great at staying where I am, and I'm great at expectations. And Jesus invites me to go with him with a spirit of open expectation. Abide in me as I abide in you. Love the way I love. 
and watch the world be changed. Friends, this morning, I invite you to say with me again, abide. Turn to your neighbor this morning and tell them, abide. I don't know if you could hear it in those words, but I could already hear the church going somewhere. I could already hear the presence of Christ taking shape among us and in us. Friends, if you want to know what the church of the future looks like, if you want to know what the life of a believer looks like, it looks like a life shaped by the love of God. Because when you abide in Christ, you can't stay where you are. You're changed. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture and message.